Hello, we are the voices of experience. Four pals from Toronto, Canada, all of us with quite a few miles traveled already down life's highway. While that may not translate directly into voices of wisdom, we can promise you an entertaining discussion on a wide range of topics of current interest. So sojourn with us for a while. You'll hear a variety of points of view. You'll be amused, you'll be provoked, you'll be stimulated. And now it's my uh, pleasure to pass the word across to Mr. Alex Brown. Al? Thank you very much, Andrew. Welcome everyone to this podcast. My name is Al Brown. Joining me in this podcast is Sarab Sandhu, Andrew Wood, which you just heard from, and Mario Karyaki. From whom you have just heard. In our podcast. Al, from whom you have just heard. I'm the teacher here. Right. <laughs> and your comments in this podcast, Andrew, are going to be very important because, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the podcast. Or, sorry, we're talking about the pandemic. Now, the pandemic has been an ongoing problem or crisis for Canada and the world for the last eight months. And it promises to go on for as much as another year. And what we want to do today is to discuss some of the issues that are relevant today that have come up. There are a number of uh, things that have happened in the last week, which you may have heard about. A couple companies have promised the, that vaccines will soon be available, but when is another story? The number of cases of, uh, the, of the pandemic, of the COVID-19, has been increasing worldwide, and particularly here in Canada, it's growing. And various, uh, various jurisdictions are considering uh, new restrictions up to and including lockdowns. Now, I'd like to start the discussion today with Sarab, who is going to tell us something about the vaccines. Sarab, over to you. Welcome and thank you very much, uh, Al. About the vaccines, I just heard the Prime Minister of Canada say that all Canadians will be vaccinated by end of 2020-2021. That's good news. And uh, Canada has already bought these uh, doses, right? But they are going to first give it to the frontline workers. But I want to ask a question. They keep saying there are two vaccines which are uh, in, the, in the running but they are 95% effective. What is 95% effective? Have you seen you either pregnant or you're not pregnant? You can't be 95%. No, 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 no. I can, I can help you there, Sarab. I can help you there. The point is the percentages of people who have been inoculated. If, uh, if you've uh, inoculated 100 people and, uh, and 95 of, of those people do not get COVID-19, then that is 95% effective. And of course, there's always a control group. And the control group uh, that got the placebo is unprotected and, uh, and they have significant uh, comparably um, rates. So that 95% is the 95 people who did not get it. 5% of the people who had the vaccine did get it, which is a very small percentage. But they also had uh, that they have to take two shots, 20 days apart, yeah. 28 days apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, when that happens, they have to store that at minus 200 degrees centigrade or something, something weird temperature, very, very difficult to store. Logistically, it'll be a problem doing this 28 day thing 
when they do start. So the, the vaccines are coming. And uh, in fact, I've put some money in a stock called IFRX in Netherlands. They have this monococcal uh, vaccine where they use nanotechnology to go and attack the cells. But this is only for pneumonia, not for COVID, but they could use it for COVID. But given that, very soon we'll have the vaccines and people can use it. And this pandemic will be bye-bye, go-go, bye-bye. I understand that for herd immunity, we probably only have to get to about 80% uh, vaccinated or something like this. In other words, 80% of us maybe have to develop the, uh, the immunity, the natural immunity to this uh, virus or any disease for it to prevent, to prevent the spread within the, uh, the community. However, this particular virus is uh, particularly uh, virulent. Uh, in other words, it, it spreads very, virulent. very easily. Yeah, virulent. So that might mean, uh, that might be a difference. But, Sarab, when will all of these doses come in? When are we going to get it? And what about all the rest of the world? We can vaccinate ourselves, but then if the rest of the world is still sick or getting the disease, what do we do about it? I think we should get the vaccine by spring. They're going to give most of the doses. They already have it. By December, they're going to have a small dose, like about 14 million doses they're getting for the frontline workers. I'm talking about Canada now. And uh, in states, Merck and uh, what do you call it, Moderna and Pfizer have this uh, vaccine in action. And my question is, even after the vaccine, do you think we'll still have to wear masks if you immunize? Well, there's going to be a, a time frame. There's going to be a lag. Let's not kid ourselves. This, this uh, pandemic is not going to be over in the next year. Okay, no. we're looking at at least two more years uh, of this, even with the vaccine, because even if we roll it out, one of the questions that was asked is, what about the rest of the world? And that's a fact. The rest of the world has to be uh, immunized as well. And uh, knowing how uh, political systems operate and uh, access will be probably given to first world nations first, and then it will uh, start to cascade down there. But if you have open travel, at that point, uh, you have the, uh, you know, press the, the, the risk of getting the disease back again. It depends on how uh, strong the, 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 uh, the immunity is based on the vaccine. Uh, that's a big, big question mark, whether or not, uh, you know, you can get reinfected. Uh, just going back to what Sarab said earlier about the, the question regarding um, the 95%, uh, keep in mind that the flu is uh, hovering around 50 to 60 percent uh, uh, effectiveness when you the flu vaccine. Um, so it's not, uh, it's, it's a lot better from what we're hearing. Um, but here's a question that I'm going to ask. And that is, there is, I'm not going to name the company, uh, but uh, there is a company uh, here in Canada that announced that you won't be able to go and access their services unless you are vaccinated. Oh, what company is that, Mario? What company is that? I'm not going to leave it because, um, you know, but there is, there is a company out there and it's a major company that gives access to a lot of different things. 
for people's entertainment. Okay, and uh, the uh, the fact is that you won't be able to access that entertainment avenue unless you're vaccinated. So the question is this: Why do I have to be vaccinated to access something, to fly mm -hmm. somewhere, to uh, to go to the grocery store? Do I? I mean, is it is it going to have to become mandatory for me to be vaccinated? It's a question that a lot of people are asking. Mm. You know, Mario. There's nothing new in that except the, the intensity of it. Back in the 1960s, whenever I traveled around the world, I had to have a vaccination card. And it was particularly for specific diseases that were uh, available or rampant in those areas. I can't recall exactly the diseases, but it might have been typhus and smallpox and stuff like that. I still have my, my vaccination certificates from that period, and you had to present them when you went into other countries. So there's nothing new about this, it's just that it's more intense. Now I can see this becoming a necessity if the pandemic persists. If however it starts to go away, then the rules will be relaxed, shall we say. Yeah. And it's a good point, Al, and I was going to lead to that, actually, because that, that was kind of like a, it, it's important to understand that the climate has changed, okay? Uh, and I mean uh, the political and the social media climate that is putting out their conspiracy theories about uh, the vaccine. And a lot of people are asking that question, why am I going to be forced to take something? But we forget that uh, generations before us have done this and... Uh, uh, the boosters and, and all that uh, when we were children, uh, that was all part of it. And nobody was questioning them back then. So why are we questioning them now? What's different? We've become complacent. Mm. Over 50 years, we've, we've, uh, we've, we've simply become complacent. It's not been an issue. But 100 years ago, we had a huge pandemic. And before that, pandemics happened every 20 or 50 years. And there were uh, people were isolated when they tr when they arrived home from traveling overseas, mm -hmm. just to cover off the possibility that they may have a disease. But let's move on to something else, well, Andrew. What is going to be the effect on the uh, school system um, yeah. in the next little while from the well, pandemic? Okay, okay, okay. Well, wait a minute, though, um, Al. Um, I, I haven't had a chance to weigh in on this uh, question about okay. the vaccines. I haven't had a word to say about it. Very well. Um, well, I've got a perspective that I don't hear anybody talking about. We've got two companies here, Moderna and Pfizer. Is that not right? Yes. Well, Moderna, I'm okay with that. A modern vaccine? Who wants a stuffy old traditional vaccine? No, I want a modern vaccine, so I'm all for that. But this Pfizer thing, there's a capital P in front of that. What is the capital P doing? You don't see it, you don't hear it. What is that all about? I don't even know why it's there. Um, it's I it should be investigated. Um, that's that's the same that word, there's a P in front of psychology. I, I don't know, I think that's fraudulent. I have my doubts about that one. So I would just, anybody out there who's listening, uh, this is my advice, and you can hear it quite clearly. I would go for the Moderna one, but I am very skeptical about this silent P Pfizer thing. I don't think so. 
Yeah, really. There's got to be something in there. That P really means something. Well, you know, you got to deal with it. Um, but, uh, well, moving on from that, uh, um, you know what? Uh, it's, it's, it's our hope. It is our, uh, it is our, our hope and, and Godspeed and, and all the rest. Uh, in the meantime, there's a lot of misery to be lived through. The next couple of months are not going to be easy. I predict that the um, education system, at least here in Ontario, will shut down um, for the Christmas break and for several weeks after that. They're going to want to keep the kids home just for that 14-day extra window because people meet each other at Christmas and they meet each other um, on New Year's. And so you need a 14-day window after that for all those cases to, uh, to manifest themselves. And so um, Ontarians, at least, I do not see uh, those kids going back to school before mid-January. That sounds good. Any other uh, elements of, uh, that are going to affect the education system, Andrew? Well, no, well, it's it, yes. Well, the education system, of course, is so crucial and it affects so many other things. It's a domino. It's the domino industry, isn't it? Because if the kids are home, then the parents are home. And if the parents are home, then there's a whole lot of other things that are falling by the wayside as well. And uh, we lived through that pain back in the uh, spring. And whether the, um, the country, whether the Canadians are, are ready to live through that again, I mean, that remains to be seen, right? Well, Mario, what do you think is going to happen? I want to address what Mario was saying about vaccines and the requisite for have, uh, you have to have a vaccine to get a job or to go on a plane. This is the intention in any case of the vaccines because they're going to have this vaccine for everything they are going to control. This is somehow a way of controlling your freedom. Everything going forward will be recorded. Who's taken the vaccine? Who hasn't? As I told you in the previous podcast, they're going to put a little chip in the end in your body where it's recorded that you have taken this vaccine, this vaccine, this vaccine, and maybe at some day to control the population, the mood or whatever, they're going to use 5G signals which can activate these viruses or vaccine inside and cause something more control to happen. Wow, we're hearing new stuff. Well, that, 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 actually, that is actually a conspiracy theory that is very, very widespread, folks. Uh, and uh, it will create something that's really serious, which is vaccine reluctance. A lot of people are going to be questioning that. Uh, and a lot of intelligent people are questioning that, by the way, because we do have the ability to do what, uh, what Sarah is suggesting right now. And, uh, um, you know, there, there is it's it's something that has to be dealt with on a social level. And as I said in the previous podcast, we need to trust. We need to trust the vaccine. We need to trust the pharmaceuticals are creating. We need to trust the politicians and uh, not politicize it for their own gain. We need to trust the businesses not to be making profit off of people's misery. Profit can come later on other pharmaceuticals, but for this, no. it's important that people have access and trust. Well, whether or not these conspiracy theories come to pass is something that we cannot really answer at this time. We can only really speculate. The issue is we have to get beyond the pandemic. 
And if we've all been uh, microchipped by then, well, we'll have to vote on it and get them removed. Let's have some final words on this, starting you with, with you, Sarab. I got this idea about 5G from a movie I just now bone revisited or something, bone, the bone series. And there he's got a chip inside and it's, it was with uh, various viruses that used to be get activated. So that's mm -hmm. why this is possible. So other than that, we got a vaccine, we'll be happy, we won't get coronavirus, but what, what else will happen to us, we don't know. But with that, good luck, everybody, with the vaccine. Andrew, final words. Yeah. Well, this pandemic is not going to be over until we're vaccinated, until we've got the country vaccinated. So God haste uh, that day, God haste that time. I'm looking forward to getting my life back. Um, I, I've, uh, I appreciate the opportunities that COVID-19 has given me, but I live in fear of getting sick, of course and I will not be able to relax until, uh, you know, that date um, in sometime in the future in 2021, well, I'll, I'll have received my second uh, vaccination. And, um, and if the same, of course, goes for all my friends and acquaintances and anybody listening. So uh, God haste that moment, right? Mario? Well, I'm gonna say that vaccine aside, okay, uh, during this time frame. We all need to do our part. And uh, it, it is not a discussion anymore about uh, the right to wear a mask or the right to, to, to do anything. We've we got to start looking at it as a, a human to human interaction that, that we, we, we need to, to look at it as a gift to one another. And folks, if there is one thing, one thing that we owe each other is to be considerate to one another. Politics aside, okay, a mask is not going to kill you if you don't if you got to wear it for five ten minutes outdoors uh, or in a setting. Uh, you just got to be aware of the fact that you're helping somebody else that could get sick. Even if you have the greatest immunity system, even if you are young, even if it doesn't really matter. What matters is, please offer us the gift of your care yeah that's all i'm asking if you thank you very much through this and the vaccine will come in its own time thank you very much mario and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen please say stay safe and we'll get through this so thank you for watching goodbye and have a nice day Bye -bye.